At TQ, we aim to inspire trust through providing individuals with the tools needed to test and prove who they are in real time. In today's episode, Reza Akhvan, Technology Innovation Manager, talks about the 5G space, its impact on the environment and its technological limitations. Uh, uh, pleasure to meet you, Laura. Uh, so I'm a senior technologist at uh, Connected Places Catapult. And just to brief, uh, briefly explain what we do at Connected Places Catapult. CPC is the um, UK's innovation accelerator for cities, transport, and places. So what, what we do, we connect R&D centers, startups, and academia to spark innovation. And how we do that? By running uh, some technology you know, um, a demonstration, SME accelerator to scale these new solutions, yeah? So one of the examples that's related to 5G here is um, MK 5G Create project that we recently run some accelerator program around that. And it's a 5G test beds in the Milton Kings Stadium area. And it's a very exciting um, 5G use cases, like including the connected vehicles, that's, you know, it's 5G connected and uh, other various sectors, uh, other, other other SMEs running some some other demons demonstration around that. Mm-hmm. Um, my background is uh, mainly uh, emerging technologies. I'm passionate about uh, Industry 4, 5G. Um, I've got my PhD and postdoctorate from King's College and Imperial College London. Mm-hmm. And also I've worked over 15 years on uh, R&D projects in industry. Uh, like uh, such as Vodafone, BT, Ericsson, Ofcom, <laughs> Intel, and so on. What would you describe 5G as? In nutshell, I would, I would say 5G is the fifth generation of mobile technology, which is uh, designed to virtually connect everything and everyone uh, together, including machines, objects, devices, and humans, and everything with, with high data rate ultra low latency and more reliability mm-hmm. so it's a, it's it's kind of a key enabler for smart cities and smart mobility smart agriculture and so on and much more uh, <clears throat> there are some evolutionary elements in in 5g from 4g like increasing the the, the bandwidth bandwidth and data rate but more importantly there are revolutionary elements as well such as um, allocating some uh, some very high frequency bands like 24 gigahertz, which allow us to transmit much more high data rates and very low latency. Another revolutionary element in 5G is the softwareization. Uh, so this is, is, is one of the favorite subjects, uh, MNOs, because they can, uh, it's very cost effective and it's very uh, efficient when it comes to the maintenance and rolling out of 5G. So what do you think the impact on the environment is of 5G? So it's really a good question because everyone, uh, you know, mainly focusing on the benefits of 5G and rarely you can see anything around this environmental and sustainability issues of 5G. So we can look at this from different aspects, like from uh, 5G infrastructure and data transmission part and also the impact of 5G on, on other economic sectors. So in terms of the 5G infrastructure, as you know, 5G is going to be rolled out in three main band frequency bands. So one is sub one gigahertz, which is uh, like around 700 megahertz, which we have been using this for over a century now, uh, using for TV mainly. 
And the second phase is a mid band, which is around one gigahertz, 2.4 and 3.6 gigahertz band. And the final one is, is plus 24 gigahertz. So when it goes to the very high frequency bands, because the, the, the coverage is very small, very limited, we need to have lots of lots of antennas. So more antennas means more power consumptions. But the other hand, because they have limited coverage, their power consumption is not that much. So have this slide. But in general, in the mid-band mass, mobile masks is going to be used in 5G. They will consume around two to four times more than that of 4G. But thanks to the revolutionary 5G, which is totally softwareized, we have this um, we have this opportunity to optimize uh, uh, these mobile masks. It means like we can we can have uh, we, we can define some sleep mode, for instance, or if, if there's no uh, that much users in the in the network, you can allocate the resource accordingly. So that, that's the main thing. In terms of the data transmission, actually, 5G is, is more efficient than 4G. And uh, I mean, power consumption per bit in 5G is 90% less than 4G, which, which is re really good. L lots of applications now, nowadays generate lots of traffic uh, in social media and, and, and you know, streaming. The videos, all this stuff, which is around 80% of the data generated are videos nowadays. So they, they require very high bandwidth. So it's 5G is going to be a favor. Uh, when it comes to the impact on other industries, also there are some good news. For instance, the Mobile UK uh, recently announced the kind of a report that's estimating by rolling out 5G in, uh, in, in agriculture, for instance, 3.2% reduction in overall emission coming from agriculture, cult, agriculture sector. So as you know, the agriculture sector is, is currently responsible for 10% of UK greenhouse emission. So that's good news. So we have uh, similar stories in other sectors like in logistics, we can have more efficient logistics and so on. So in, in short, if you want to say if 5G is going to solve climate change, I would say no. If it's going to damage that severely, I would say no. But if, if you are going to roll out in a more, more responsible way and it, it's all up to decision makers to roll out this to, to make it more sustainable. Do you think 5G is getting more popular than it used to be? Yes, uh, as, as you know, it is getting more popular and more popular <laughs> than before, especially when uh, governments uh, look at the impact, economic impact uh, of 5G, for instance, uh, PwC anal uh, analysis uh, that uh, recently published uh, estimates that UK adaptation of 5G will add 43 billion to UK GDP by 2030. Or in US, for instance, Accenture uh, published a report saying that it will create around 16 million jobs across all sectors of manufacture, retail, transport, healthcare, and so on uh, in, in, four in four years' time, 21 to 25. So it's getting more popular, and I, I would imagine it will, it, this popularity will increase when we have full deployment of 5G, so, because um, till now we have very limited uh, uh, rollout, which is in mid-band rather than very high-band or sub-gigahertz. Do you think at one point it will be the only thing that will be available to people? I, I don't think it's going to happen in near future. Uh, if you remember, we had this 2G rolled out around 1991. 
And still, we're using 2G and 3G in most of the countries. And recently, UK announced, UK government announced that they want to terminate this 2G and 3G networks, and they put a set deadline of 2033. This is because they want to get more capacity and release some spectrum for 5G, which is is quite good. Good news for mobile operators. But you can see it's we have 2G for over 40 years now. Uh, so uh, although it's 5G is going to ramp up slowly, still we are going to have 3G and 4G for, for, for a long, long time, I would say. Uh, and uh, 4G ultimately will be upgraded to 5G. So I, I would say it's just these all these technologies <clears throat> are kind of complementary technologies rather than being competitive, you know. So I would say these uh, different technologies are going to be very complementary. 4G, 5G, they're going to, to coexist. Uh, along with with life and also in some points when even 6G comes so we can have a full uh, coverage across all the ecosystem. But this is provided that we have the regulations in place, spectrum uh, allocated, uh, the required spectrum that we need that and the right investment to be spent, you know, and all, and most importantly, consumer appetite and industry appetite as well. So this is the key drivers. Do you think it will ever reach a limit to its capabilities? Yeah. Uh, so uh, the most imminent uh, limits, I would say, is limited global coverage. We, we have very limited uh, coverage so far in most of the countries. It has good speed in, in Asia, for instance, in Europe's yeah, a little bit lagging behind, but uh, ultimately it is will ramp up. Uh, one of the main things that I want to raise here is cybersecurity is one of the drawbacks, I would say, of 5G, because it is going to be this softwareized, as you see, and lots of... Uh, devices, millions of devices are planned to, to join. And when you have lots of devices joined to this network, chance of attack will, will be higher. And when something is, is pure software, software-ized, so uh, it, it will be another element of that. So, But there are some uh, <clears throat> mitigation policies that will be in place, like uh, like industry, they're going to, to deploy their own 5G private network, which is a bit separate from, from the 5G public 5G network, or uh, they, they can provide some kind of security pack for IoT devices or all all 5G connected devices to mitigate this. So the last uh, limitation that I would say, which is not specific for 5G, it's we have this in all other um, wireless technologies, are uh, that you cannot have all three advantage at once. I mean, you cannot have the best coverage, best bandwidth and best uh, latency at the same time you, you need to choose. So yeah, so it's kind of a trade-off. If you have good coverage, you can have very high bandwidth. And if you have very high, uh, if you're expecting very low latency, again, you cannot have very good coverage. TQ highlights trusted experts with immutable proof of their skills. They are launching Cupedia, the free encyclopedia of quizzes. Learn how you can become a member, contribute quizzes, or donate at tq.com.